Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us to another DSCIP session. I'm super excited about today's session, staying creative while working from home. If this is your first time, my name is Andrea Marin. I'm DSCIP's community manager for Europe, the Middle East and Africa. And here with me, I have a very special um, speaker that I will introduce in just a second. Let me go quickly through some housekeeping notes if this decides to work. Oh, here we go. So, um, as usual, you are on mute throughout the, present, throughout the webinar to keep you know, this organized, but that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you. So uh, if at any point a question comes to your mind, please use the Q&A, post them there, and Chris will do his best to answer as many as possible throughout today's session. The, record, the webinar is being recorded and the recording will be uploaded to the website in a couple of days, which means that you can re-watch this. And if you're now in the future watching this recording, uh, there is a comment box down below that you can use to also post your questions there. And we'll always do our best to get them answered to you. Um, if you have any further questions, also please feel free to email us at hello at dscube.org, as you can see in the screen. And everyone from the team, someone from the team will pick up your, your question and we'll give you an answer. Now, today's session, as I said, it's super uh, interesting. It's going to be very fun. I'm really, really excited. It's for me an honor to introduce you to Elvis. And I'm sorry, guys, I've been, I've been told to say that. So um, Chris is an old buddy with uh, Dscube CEO. And, uh, you know, he said, maybe, you know what, introduce him as Elvis. I, actually did not ask the reason behind it. I can only imagine it's because uh, he founded a company called Upping Your Elvis, but you know what, maybe I'm wrong and maybe there is a karaoke story behind it. I don't know. What I do know is that I hope he clears that up for us this morning. Um, as I said, he founded a company and what he does for a living is uh, transform, help people transform their lives and also um, teams. So basically he helps people to find more fun, creative and human ways to live their lives while still achieving business goals. And he also does workshops with teams, with um, important clients, where he helps them find out who they are and what really makes them want to jump out of bed every morning. He's worked with clients such as Nike, um, Spotify, Coca-Cola, Unilever, and so on. So that gives you quite a good understanding of the level of the clients that he works with usually. I've been told his talks and his workshops are like no others. So as I said, to me, it's a complete honor and I'm really, really excited to finally have the chance to listen to him. Besides uh, having founded the company Up In Your Elvis, being an internationally acclaimed speaker and also doing, you know, kick-ass, very fun and creative workshops, I believe he also writes some books. And the last one, it's called Wake Up, Escaping a Life on Autopilot. Now, I don't think you came here today to listen to me. So what I'm going to do is stop sharing, if I know how to, and turn it over to Chris so he can get started. So Chris, the audience is all yours, and um, we're ready to listen to you. Perfect, well, thank you for that very kind and warm introduction. Um, hello to everyone out there. Lovely to have people from all around the world this morning. Um, so my plan today is to share with you a few things that um, can help you. Number one, help get your energy right. Um, and I say get your energy right because my belief is when your energy is right, then work is easy, and actually creativity is easy. So we're going to spend some time thinking about especially how you can get your energy right in lockdown. Second thing we're then going to do is 
think, well, okay, well, we've got the energy, right? How do we deploy it better so there's more creativity happening every day whilst working remotely? That is the plan. Um, but before we dive into that, I just want to get a sense for how you are right now, because this world is in turmoil. The energy is all over the place, and I want to get a sense for what I am working with. So in the chat box, can you just answer this question? How are you feeling right now? Just stick it in there. Just want to get a sense. Doo, 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 doo. So far, I, I think we're feeling slightly slow, I think would probably be the headline. <laughs> Do you think people just put it on and go make a cup of tea? Is that what happens? <laughs> no, can you see the responses already? Not, not yet, I've just got well. Um, open the chat, open the chat. Good, good, a bit more overwhelmed, pumped, uncertain confusion. Well, look, I'm, um, I think we're, we're all experiencing a wide range of emotions right now. And, um, and therefore, what I'm hoping is that my session today will help you solidify some of that emotion and that energy to help you deal with what is going on. So that's the plan. So although, um, although energy might sound a little bit fluffy, and indeed creativity does, it does deliver proper results. So I actually met Keith, uh, the CEO of Dscoop, many years ago. He was working at Pfizer at the time. And we did a program together to help them innovate better. And when J&J bought Pfizer, it put a billion dollars on the ticket value of that business. So the stuff that I'm talking about today, although it's very human and it might be seen as slightly fluffy, it is not. The stuff that I'm doing today creates real value in how a business performs because it gets people jumping out of bed every day, loving who they are, feeling confident about who they are so they can self-express and deal with the challenges you see every day. Now, the challenges we have right now are extraordinary because we have never had a moment like this. Um, but I think it's a wonderful opportunity. I know there are terrible things happening. However, there are also some wonderful opportunities. And one of the opportunities that I would like to frame for this session is that when we're at work and when we go to an office, we cannot help but socialize to the norms. We cannot help but try and fit in. We emulate the leaders. And we do this because 50,000 years ago, when our number one priority was survival as hunter-gatherers, um, the tribe that we were in was our key to success. And if we were in a tribe and we were supported, then the chance of success was way, way better. Now, today's tribe is work. So we can't help but go to work and change a little bit of who we are to make sure we fit in. Today, we're all working remotely, we're all in lockdown. We have an opportunity to experiment more in how we are, how we show up, how we get our energy right, because we have a bit more freedom than usual. And therefore, my belief is that you have an opportunity to experiment and come back more dangerous. So I think one of the headlines for this today is what I want to turn you into is positive deviance, okay? Now, a positive deviance, um, is a wonderful thing because what a deviant is, is somebody who actually obviously deviates from the norm, steps out of the culture so that actually instead of making themselves fit their work, they make work fit themselves. But you're doing this in a positive way. You're doing this in a way that is going to benefit you and the impact you create and therefore the impact on the business. So that's what I, I really have as an intention for today. That by the end of it, you've got a few things you can do differently that actually will help you in lockdown, but more importantly, help you for the rest of your business life. So that's what we're after. So I hope that makes sense. 
So, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through um, four main areas of, um, of energy. And under each one, I've got some tips for it and then how you can use that for creativity. And um, the first thing to set up is, in England, if I was to say to somebody, how are you? There is only one allowable response, and that is fine. Now, the truth is we're never fine. There's more stuff going on than that. So I, when I think about energy and how I am, I break it down to four component parts. And the first one is this, my physical energy. I don't know if we can see that, my physical energy. So um, I don't think you can do brilliant work unless you look after your physical energy because it is the powerhouse, it is the engine of who you are. And therefore, you've got to spend some time making sure that actually you're looking after your body. Now, there's lots of ways you can do that. Uh, obviously, nutrition is really important. Interestingly, people are eating better during lockdown than ever before because often they're cooking from scratch, they're baking their own bread, they're really looking at what, what goes into their bodies, which is fantastic. Um, but when I started doing this work, I would say that people's physical energy was seen as something to work through. So I used to work with CEOs and board members 20 years ago, and it would be bragging rights to say, I just got off a plane, I haven't slept in a week, uh, I've crushed the board meeting, I've drunk 20 martinis, or look at me. And that was the way people used to think. Thank God things have changed. Most board members that I work with now are triathletes. You know, they'll only eat flour that's imported from Italy. They have macrobiotic diets. They monitor their sleep very, very carefully because they know if they don't look after their bodies, there's no way they will be able to work well. And I think that's a fantastic shift. Now, um, obviously, there's lots of things you can do to look after your body. Um, just a, a couple of things to think about. Um, one is, um, is obviously nutrition and, and how you look after that and, and exercise. Uh, one thing, by the way, I was working with ITV, a big broadcaster last week, and I shared my biggest tip for getting your physical energy right, which didn't go down very well. So be prepared. Stop drinking. Uh, in lockdown, people are boozing a lot, and um, it is awful for your system. It messes your thinking, it messes your emotions, it messes your stability, it puts weight on you, it costs you loads of money, and you say ridiculous things when you are drunk. So my advice is stop drinking. If anyone wants any advice on how to do that, We've teamed up with an organization called One Year No Beer. They hold your hand in how to do it. It is a brilliant thing to do. And I know for a lot of people, you're going, no, I can't live without it. Trust me, it will completely transform your energy. Um, anyway, that's a slightly left field one. The, the ones I'm going to focus on today for creativity are twofold. The first one is this. We are born to move. We are designed to move. And actually, if you stay static for very long, it messes up your whole thinking. And if you wanna be more creative and actually get better energy, you need to move more. Now, a sedentary lifestyle is going to have a bigger impact on early deaths on this planet than alcohol and tobacco put together. Um, because actually we're spending far too much time sat at our desk looking at screens, and then in the evening getting a box set out from Netflix, and it's crushing our health. Now, the real bummer here is, if you sit all day looking at a screen and then you go to the gym for an hour at night, that will not be enough. That will not sort out the fact you've been sedentary all day. We are designed to move constantly. So my number one tip on energy and creativity is get moving. 
you should never be sitting down at your desk for more than 90 minutes. And then you need to get up and you need to move. And actually, as you move, you'll find you'll process much better and you'll get energy spikes. And if you put that into your day and make it part of what you do, your creativity will spike. If you're doing phone calls, get a headset on and walk and you will find that you will think much better and connect more with your subconscious. So that's, that's number one, move. Um, and actually, if you think about it, when we were hunter-gatherers, you know, number one priority of survival, one way of doing that was to get the right amount of food. Now, you get food by covering ground because you need to find the wild beasts and forage the plants. And therefore, we were constantly moving to make sure we were getting what we needed. We should do the same today. Uh, and one big tip on that, by the way, is move location as well. So if, you, if you're doing some work in the morning, which is also to do with creativity and deep thinking, and then you need to go and do some calls, move space in your house or in your flat or wherever you're at, because actually location changes your state and the stimulus you have. So just keep moving, number one. The second one, and I love this one. So um, I was, uh, I was talking to Tony Schwartz, who's got a, a business called The Energy Project. And if you ask him, what's the number one thing that makes the most impact to your energy, your health, and your well-being? It's sleep, okay? Now, sleep, is a bit of a problem for us these days because back in 1960, the average sleep was between eight and nine hours. By 2000, it dropped to seven. In America now, it's less than six hours, 45 minutes. The highest performers on the planet have about eight hours, 35 minutes. So most of us are not getting enough. Now there's loads of things you can do to improve your sleep. A couple of quick ones on that is, you know, if you sleep within the same 30 minute window every night, including weekends, it will really help you with your circadian rhythms and give you a better boost. If you sleep between 10 and 2, i.e. 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., you get a maximum amount of melatonin and growth hormone. So you will be more restored if you do that. So go early is the top tip. But regardless of all those top tips about, you know, keeping phones out of your room and all that good stuff, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just don't sleep enough. And actually, even if we get enough sleep, you'll find with your ultradian rhythms as you go through the day, there are times that you get tired. It just naturally happens. The other day, I crushed it. I got nine hours sleep. Oh, winner! Um, but you know what? 2 p.m., I was still exhausted because actually, I do so much energy and focus that morning that my energy dipped in the afternoon. So we were working with um, a sleep coach called Nick Littlehouse, who works with Olympians. And his big insight is this. We are not designed for one big sleep, i.e. monophasic sleeping. We're actually designed for poly phasic sleeping okay so sleeping more than once in 24 hours because again as hunter gatherers that's what we do um so the secret to great energy and the secret to creativity is napping so you can do this now because we're in lockdown we're not in the office it's so much easier to do um a nap is amazingly energetically restorative in fact a research study showed that if you were to compare Sleeping longer at night, drinking coffee or napping, as far as getting good focus, attention, energy boost and happiness, napping wins, okay? It's more important than the other two. Uh, because actually you regenerate on a cellular level when you do it. Uh, top tips of this though, uh, find yourself a nice quiet space. You probably need 30 minutes in total, but you don't wanna sleep for more than 20. And the reason being is if you sleep for less than 20, when you wake up, you're not groggy, you are actually ready to go. Um, and actually some people have a little coffee before they sleep because it takes 20 minutes for the caffeine to kick in. It's called a napresso, I think that people call it. Um, and then actually the coffee raises you back out again. Um, so that, that could be a simple thing to do. 
You don't even need to sleep. You just need to shut your eyes for 20 minutes and you will come back punching. So my advice is learn to nap. It is a brilliant thing to be able to do. And also, here's the thing. Before you nap, if there's something that you would like some ideas on, just lightly ponder what that, that project or that issue is before you nap. The reason being is that when you go into that little slumber, you will access your subconscious, and that's what sleep's all about. And therefore, you will make connections. You will not make sitting at your desk thinking hard. When you wake up, whatever is in your head, just jot it down, okay? And then what you'll find is you'll have had a little creative session without doing any work. Winner! So, movement and napping. Those are my two top tips on getting your physical energy right and get off the booze. Now then, um, it's time for a quick poll. So I want to get a sense for um, how your physical energy is right now. So I'm going back to launch a poll um, and I'd like you to answer this question. So how would you rate your physical energy right now? I have too much energy for my poor body to contain. I may well explode. I have been living in my pajamas for months past the biscuits. I am somewhere in between. Uh, there's no right or wrong with this. I just want to get a sense for where you are at. So, oh, look at you. Okay, so we've got some exploding energy of somewhere in between. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, well, I think we've got enough on that. I'm just going to share that um, as, as no big surprise. Most people are somewhere in between. Um, I like the fact that some people have got too much energy to explode. Uh, I've been working with a lot of people recently who haven't got out of their pajamas and they're eating chocolate biscuits on a daily basis. So well done you for not doing that. Um, so look, moving on to the next energy. Um, so if that's your physical energy, this one is super important when it comes to creativity and overall well-being, your mental energy. Now, um, basically our mind pretty much dictates the way that we feel. So what we think is what we feel. Um, and actually, I've heard it said, what you think is what you become. So most of us earn our money by thinking smart, and therefore it's become an overdeveloped muscle in our overall energetic state. Um, however, we have massive challenges when it comes to the way that we think, when it comes to how we feel, because we are programmed to have some big issues around it. Number one, we are designed to be goldfish. In fact, I've read, I read a report recently our attention is actually worse than goldfish. Apparently goldfish can, can focus on one thing for nine seconds. Apparently our average is eight. So we're worse than goldfish. And the reason for this is again, going back to the days of being hunter-gatherers, we have a, a, a neurochemical, uh, a neurotransmitter called dopamine in our head. And it's triggered when uh, we are excited about something new and different. And what that would do as a hunter-gatherer is it would encourage us and motivate us to go and find food, all right? New and different things. And actually, new and different things in our diet was great because more variety was more health, all right? So we're always looking for new and different things. So um, brilliant as a hunter-gatherer. The problem is we've got the same thing today. So we cannot help but go, oh, what's that? Oh, that's exciting, let's go over there. Ping, message, ping, vibration, ping, email. And our brains go, yippee, that's exciting. We cannot help it. So one thing we need to be able to do if we're going to be creative is to learn how to manage distractions. And there's some obvious things you can do. Turn off all the pins, get rid of phones. You know, I worked with a, a digital um, detox person last year. 
And a simple thing I did is I moved all my social media to the back page on my phone. It decreased my activity on it by 85%. So, I mean, that's easy stuff, easy stuff. But for me, here's the crunch. We've only got between 90 and 120 minutes of deep focus per day. All right, that's it. And most people waste it. They come into work, they look at some emails, they do some meetings, and it just disappears. But that is gold, all right? That is the stuff that you should be really protecting. Now, for me, I've spent some time working out when that happens for me in a day. And I, I recommend doing this. Just spend a few days, every hour, just note down a score between one and 10 on how your energy and focus is. And what you'll find is there are certain patterns to your day because we have alternating rhythms. Now, my pattern is, I have great focus in the morning. I've just, I'm just starting to write my, well, I've just written my first draft of my fifth book. And I've done that in the morning between seven and probably about 9.30, because that's when I've got my best focus. I stretch it a little bit out, but I know that the first hour and a half is my best. So what I do is I protect it. I don't look at anything digital. I don't put anything in my diary. If somebody says, I need to talk to you tomorrow, I go, I'm busy. I cannot do it. Zone your day so that it works for you, all right? And, and another part of that is, be deliberate about when you do emails. I only look at emails twice a day, 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Otherwise, I'm constantly reacting to the world instead of doing what I want to do on my agenda. If you zone your day, you'll find that your attention and your focus will go through the roof. Now, the best people, there's a great study, the best people in performing, and this is across musicians, sports people, business people, doesn't matter who you are, work on average, with deep focus between three and a half and four hours a day, and that's all they do. Now, I've been experimenting with this, and I found actually if I do the right stuff for four hours a day, I'm way more productive than just doing any old stuff that shouts at me. So it's a really good thing to experiment with. So the first one is zoning and protect that time, the time that you can do deep thinking. I'm rubbish in the afternoon, so I just put a headset on, I do all my phone calls and do my meetings, I do the stuff that don't take a lot of attention. But the morning is gold, especially first thing, especially before the kids are up. That's always a winner. So that's number one. Number two, um, our brain is designed to save energy because our conscious brain is really, really hungry for energy. Um, and, and you'll know that because if you've ever learned something new, like uh, an instrument or a language, you tire really quickly. So we've learned to switch to our subconscious. Our subconscious saves energy by looking around you and saying, have I seen something like this before? If it looks familiar, I'm assuming it's exactly the same as last time, and therefore we're gonna do exactly the same as last time. So if you've ever driven a long distance, arrived at the destination, and you can't remember large chunks of the journey, that's because your subconscious took over. It said, oh, I can drive, I've seen this before. I'll save you loads of energy, you'll get there safely, but you won't remember it because your conscious brain wasn't attached. So in effect, you're driving on autopilot. So brilliant for doing that. Rubbish for being creativity. Because uh, you can't be creative if you're just doing what you've always done because creativity, by definition, is doing something new and different. So you need to escape autopilots if you're going to be creative. Because when you're an autopilot, if you ask the question, what's needed here? The answer is always, what I did last time. Yeah? And that will never be a creative solution. So you've got to get off of autopilot. Now, 80% of our lives are spent on autopilot which is astonishing. In, all, in, in lockdown, it's even more because actually you're working in the same space with less stimulus and therefore it grows. And a lot of people I've been talking to, a lot of my clients say it feels like Groundhog Day because every day becomes the same as the others. 
and they merge. And I, I think people will be popping out of lockdown going, what the hell just happened for three months? Because it just all blends into each other. So the key to get off autopilot is simple. What you need to do is break habits, get different stimulus in, you know? work in different spaces, read different books, talk to people who are different about different things. You know, if every morning you wake up and you have a cup of coffee, stop doing that, have a cup of tea. You know, watch different things on TV in the evening. Anything you can do to break habits, working in different spaces, all that kind of stuff, will jar your brain and it will go, hold on, I don't recognize this. This looks new and different. And by doing so, you're gonna be in a better state energetically to be able to be creative, but also you will feed different stimulus into your head, which is what you make connections with that give you different ideas. So you've got to shake things up. You've got to do things new and you've got to do things different. Okay, so that's my second tip about mental energy. Um, my third tip is this. Um, we're actually hardwired to be negative, all right? So therefore, uh, again, if you think about hunter-gatherers, when number one in, um, uh, priority was survival, if we saw a bush rustling in the distance, we didn't go up to it and go, oh, I wonder if that's Keith Wilmot coming back with berries from a forage. What we go is, ah, it's a beastie. It's going to kill me. Because actually, you know, even if it's Keith nine times out of 10, the one time it is a beastie, I'm delighted because I've survived. So we naturally have a negativity bias in our head where we react to new things as if it's dangerous. We have exactly the same programming today. We can't help it. Yeah. And therefore, actually, if you see a new idea, especially in times like this, we cannot help but see the danger in it. And actually, you see this all the time. If you're watching the news right now, stop it is my advice, because there are so many people who are deeply anxious because everything they see on the news is disaster. It's chaos. I mean, we've got everything from COVID to Black Lives Matter and, and riots. Everything we look at is, is, is awful. It feels like humanity is crumbling. If you watch that all the time, your brain will go, ah, danger. Yeah, and therefore you'll have a cortisol adrenaline release as if you're ready for a fight, flight, freeze response. And that stress response is a terrible thing to deal with on a daily basis because what it means is you will never be able to think at the depth and the focus you need. And actually, it'll, what we know about negativity is you die younger, you get more heart disease. It's, it's like a cancer. Other people pick up on it. It has a huge, huge impact on life. But it has a massive impact on creativity because obviously... If you're being negative, you will never see the opportunities. Every idea you have, you'll go, that won't work. It'll cost too much money. You know, they've done it before. So you've got to get out of that negativity spiral into a positive one. Um, and I think there's lots of ways to do that. Um, one thing I can do with my team, which I really recommend, is um, uh, every morning I phone them up or I text them and say, tell me three reasons why you're excited about today. And they all ping back. These are the things I'm excited about. Um, and then at the end of the day, I say, give me three reasons why today was brilliant. What are you grateful for? What was a success? And what it does is it trains your selective attention to pick up the positives. It's a very simple thing to do. And actually, if myself and my family, we, we find that our energy is going down, we just stand in front of each other and go, why is your life fantastic right now? And you have to just bounce five different reasons each on why it's fantastic. And what happens is you retrain your brain to look for the good, okay? But it takes deliberate action. If you leave it to its own devices, your brain will find all the problems and all the issues. 
And right now, what that's doing is it's, it's messing with your creativity, but you know, as humanity, it's making things divisive. What it does is your brain finds all the differences of opinion and why we're all not the same, as opposed to going, actually, what joins us together is humanity. And I think, you know, as a planetary issue, if we'd actually looked at the commonalities and looked at what we all agreed on, things would change dramatically. But our negativity bias makes us divisive. So get positive, you'll get better ideas, better connections, and I think the planet would spin much better. So that's a bit on mental energy. But um, obviously, I want to get a sense for how your mental energy is right now. So um, how would you rate your mental energy right now? Laser sharp focus with a sprinkling of positivity. A little distracted but functioning well as long as there is food in the house. I'm posting 20 times a day on numerous social platforms when I should be working. Ah, oh, straight in there. Uh, we are all doomed and it's all of our making. So where are you at on the poll? Where's your mental energy? Cool. Okay, so we've got a nice little mix, as expected. Um, some of you are laser sharp. Well done, you. Some are a little bit distracted. I think this is pretty common because actually we're living through the digital world and therefore everything comes and shouts. So manage that a bit, a bit better. Uh, you are posting quite a lot. Ah, I'm doomed. I completely understand. Um, but there's things you can do. So my top tips uh, for that one, remember, break some habits, uh, get off of autopilot, zone your day, and train for positivity. Now, one of my favorites. Oh, emotional energy. Now, our emotional energy is massive. Um, Amy Kirschbaum, who uh, is based in Boston, she's a sociologist. Her belief is that 80% of our energy comes from our emotions. Okay, which is pretty huge. And actually, again, if you think back to hunter-gatherers, you know, they, they didn't, you know, do a SWOT analysis of how to, you know, hunt a deer. You know, they felt whether it was the right thing to do and they organized themselves intuitively. They were very much tuned in to their emotions. But these days, because we spend so much time in our heads, you know, our brains have taken over. Uh, but I think if we can tune into our emotions more, number one, we'll make better decisions. And that has been proven so many times. There's lots of studies on investors investing better when they use their emotions etc etc uh, we will have more energy because not only do our emotions work as like as a sat nav on where to go but they give us the energy to get there um, but also we need to process them because emotions are just part of life and um, if we don't process our emotions they will pop up in unusual ways and i think this is a massive issue right now on the planet because a lot of people are suppressing their emotions because there's all this stuff going on. And if you do that, they pop out in weird ways, through disease and illness, uh, through challenges with mental well-being, uh, through emotions that you can't control, just people being angry for no reason. Either way, it's not healthy. So learning how to process emotions is a key thing to keeping your energy going well. Um, and, uh, and I'm a huge fan of emotions. I mean, in business, for some reason, there's, they, they seem to be frowned upon. And one of my friends, she was, she was the head of marketing at Nike for the, uh, for the whole of the Americas, which is a huge job, reporting straight to the board. And during her review, her boss said, can you stop being so emotional? 
which is a weird thing to say, isn't it? Because what he's actually saying there is, can you stop caring? Yeah, because actually, if you care about something, you will feel stuff, right? What I think was really going on was he was going, I'm not very comfortable with emotions, can you stop? That's the truth of it. But actually, if we're doing stuff that we're passionate about, of course we'll have emotions. You know, and actually we need those emotions to connect with the work and do brilliant stuff and to fuel ourselves. So therefore, I am massive with emotions. And actually, if you go back 100 years, artists, poets, authors would use angst and despair to inspire brilliant work. So any emotion can fuel great, passionate activity if you tap into it. So, um, so I think this is not something that we should shy away from. It's something that should be embraced. Um, and the more we can harness that emotion, the better. So I've got a couple of things to help you with emotions. Um, the first one is this. Um, I'm going to send out a, P a PDF afterwards. Um, actually, I won't. D-Scoop will. Um, and in it, it will have um, a, an approach, which is my favorite creative approach. It's called Talk It Out. And it is fantastic for creativity. Um, and it will help you have better ideas. And you don't need a buddy to do it. But it also helps you process emotions. Because our emotions are fueled by our thinking. But it's not usually our conscious thinking. It's usually our subconscious thinking. So most of us are feeling things, but have no idea why. So what Talk It Out does, very simply, is it helps you flush out those subconscious thoughts so you actually get clear on what you're thinking that's creating what you're feeling. And it works very simply. All you do is, and I, I'm doing this on my own every day, get a headset for your phone, you go for a walk and record yourself talking about whatever's going on in your life. It could be a project, it could be a relationship issue, it could be about lockdown. Just talk, rant. Whatever you say doesn't have to be true or clever. Um, just get it off your chest. It's just stimulus. What you'll find is after a while, you'll run out of conscious story. Just keep talking. Any old crap at all. Just get it out, okay? And every now and again, you'll notice that you'll say something that's important. And you'll know that because you'll feel it. You'll feel it. You'll suddenly go, oh, I'm thinking that. Well, no wonder I'm feeling that. And what it does is it gives you way more awareness and way more choice. Um, we're actually so passionate about this that we, uh, we've set up um, a, a business, a charity, to get this out to as many people as possible because we, we know there's 450 people, million people on the planet right now with a, a mental well-being challenge, 300 million of which won't talk to anybody. And they're five times more likely to talk to a machine. So I encourage you to do this. Do it with your friends and your families because there's, there's going to be so much PTSD as a result of the lockdown. And unless people start to process it, we are going to be paying the mental well-being price, I reckon, for three, four years to come. And unless people learn to process it, it's going to be an issue. So do that for yourself and your well-being, but also use it as a way of having ideas. It is one of the best creative techniques ever. Um, every time you do it, you'll get better insight and better ideas. And you don't need to brainstorm and do all that rubbish that people have been doing for decades, because actually ideas will come effortlessly to you. Because when you walk, and you talk, your creativity spikes by up to 60, 60% because you access your subconscious. And that came from a study from Stanford. So it must be good because that's science. So there's one thing you can do. The second thing to do is creativity does not come by sitting uh, around and doing PowerPoints and, um, and uh, Word documents. Don't work. Creativity comes from doing shit. You have to make something happen. And it has to make something happen that people can react to, okay? Uh, so quick, quick example, um, I, I wrote, so my, my daughter uh, 
wrote a song years ago, which was 12, and I thought it was, it was all right. I wasn't quite sure, but I thought it was all right. So I chucked it into a studio with a mate, they recorded it, I made a video, I chucked it out onto YouTube. Within a week, uh, the, the management company uh, for One Direction phoned us up and signed up my daughter. Now, that would not have happened unless we'd have just tried something and put it out there. So I've been having a go. So I just wrote a song and released it last week. Check it out on Spotify, Chris Barrows Brown. I did one last year. This time I decided I want to do it myself and produce it myself, um, which I did up until the last 2%. It's an experiment. You know what? It's something that people can react to. People can love it or hate it. It doesn't matter. The important thing is, it's a piece of creativity out there in the world. I've experimented, I've tried some out, and I've learned from it. So those are just a couple of music examples. But actually, anything you're doing, you can turn into something more tangible, all right? Make it real, make it a visceral experiment, and the feedback you will get will help you learn way better. And whilst we're in lockdown, we can experiment with all sorts of things. We can put things out there. I mean, I, I know so many people now who do innovation work, who just basically make a made-up ad, chuck it out on YouTube, get feedback from it, learn from it, and then actually do the real one. And it costs them no money at all. It's incredibly quick because the world is at your fingertips. So make things real and then you will get more emotional connectivity to it and you'll get your subconscious to help you make better decisions. But do not do creativity in isolation because you need to bounce it off the world to find out if they love it or not. And be fine when they don't because then you learn and it'll help your next iteration get better. So a couple of tips on emotional. Do talk it out and experiment, make things real. Tangible stuff will help you learn and actually it gives you way more motivation. So, um, let's do a quick emotional energy poll. So, how are you feeling right now? Happy, contented and fun? Anxious, fearful, angry? What are emotions? My heart is black. Next question. So, uh, where are you at? <laughs> Ah, uh, okay, you're not looking too bad. So I'm gonna put that out there. So look, um, happy, content, and fun 50% is not bad. 38% are anxious and fearful and angry. And do you know what? That is the planet right now. Um, you are not alone. I really recommend you doing Talk It Out. Uh, my wife was in a right pickle two days ago and I got her to go and do it and she came back transformed. Um, so well worth doing. Uh, I love it, what emotions, one person. Um, this is the first poll I've done, by the way, in lockdown, where nobody has said, my heart is black. So well done. You are more positive than most. <laughs> right, so the final energy, which is this. Spiritual energy. Now, spiritual energy is much underrated. Now, when I say that, a lot of people think I'm talking about religion. I am not. I am talking about a sense of connection. A sense of connection to myself. I, 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 I'm doing stuff that I really believe in. It's on my values. A sense of connection to others. Or a sense of connection to the planet. This connectivity makes extraordinary work happen. Without connectivity, you are really working with an engine that is out of fuel. Um, now, years ago, this wasn't a big deal. Um, I mean, I work with people like uh, the Nike Foundation, where it's a big deal. So their job is to improve the lives of 250 million teenage girls around the planet by delaying first pregnancy, keeping them in secondary education, stuff like that. And I've worked with them in Rwanda, Ethiopia, and Nigeria. Now there, spiritual energy is massive because 
obviously, if they have a bad day, how many girls are they missing? So, you know, they're very connected to it. But for a lot of us, the connection isn't so obvious. But in the last 10 years, people are really working hard at it. Unilever have just trained 40,000 people in their business on identifying their personal purpose and connecting it with the companies. That is a big investment. But they're making that investment because they know it pays back. Because when you're aligned to your purpose, you do extraordinary work. Uh, and we do a lot of work on this in Elvis. We, we were just working with a, a big global healthcare brand um, and, and we were doing all their work on what's the, the corporate purpose, what's my personal one, and how do we make sure they're interwoven? Because actually when they are, work is effortless. Yeah, because it's something you really believe in and therefore you will really step up. Now, now, obviously, right now, we are more disconnected than ever physically. You know, we can't be together. And that's having a big, big impact. Um, so I think one of the key things that we can be doing right now, and I've worked with thousands of leaders over the last few months, is make more of those connections happen. So when we're at work, we have on average 38 informal communications a week where we just bump into somebody and have a chat. And those informal communications do a couple of things. Number one is they help people feel they belong and, and it helps with relational energy. Number two is they spark creativity because actually those informal robots start to get people to bounce ideas and actually give each other stimulus and insight. When we're in lockdown, that has dropped to seven, from 38 to seven, which means when we're missing connectivity, but we're also missing the creativity that comes from it. So a really simple thing you can do is you can just reach out to more people informally. So with all the leaders I've been working with, what I've been doing is giving them a very simple thing. Phone one person per day that you work with. Don't schedule it, just phone them out of the blue and just say, how are you? And when they answer, say, no, really, how are you? Dig deeper, get into what's going on in their lives. Understand what's working and what's not. Just listen, be there for them. And what you'll notice is two things happen that are transformational. Number one, the relational energy will go up massively and they will love you for it because actually everyone is feeling a bit alone right now. And loneliness, I mean, I, I, could, I could do a session just on loneliness. The impact of loneliness is massive because again, we want to be part of a tribe and therefore we're programmed that when we're not in a tribe to, to feel more vulnerable and therefore we're always looking for danger. So if you are... Feeling alone, you get more cortisol, more adrenaline, ready for that fight, flight, freeze, because you're not protected by the tribe. And that's what loneliness does. And how about this? Extreme loneliness is more negative to your system than a stranger smacking you in the face. And people are living with that every day. And in lockdown, they're really living with it. So if you phone somebody up and just help them feel less alone, you will have a huge impact on the way they feel. And hopefully, they will bounce back and have a few ideas for you. But the second thing is, those informal communications are what spark connections. It's quite difficult to always have ideas on your own. I do a lot of it, but after a while, I really crave the connections with others because actually the bounce off them is invaluable. And actually having it unagendered and just having some fun with it makes all the difference. So, so that's, that's a, a, a big sort of tip on spiritual energy. The other thing that I do, by the way, is I use tech a lot to help me make my ideas real and to connect with others. So I'm just gonna show you, see if this works. See that screen? So that is a massive screen that I can draw on when I'm having ideas, have other people's faces on it, they can see what I draw, and when we're doing informal stuff, there's a connection to it so that actually, even though we're not in the same room, 
we feel as if we're creating in the moment together. So use tech to make sure that those connections work well. When you're having chats with people, get the video on so you can see them. You know, looking people in the eye makes such a difference because actually we need to be seen to really understand that we've got that connection happening. So, so spiritual energy is a big one. Um, one person a day. I don't know one leader that can't afford the time to make that random phone call. So, so that, that's about spiritual energy. Now, I'm conscious of time. Um, we're going to do a quick poll on your connectivity, and then I'm going to give you one last tip. So, um, your spiritual energy. How connected are you right now to yourself, your friends and family, and your work? Every cell in my body is resonating as I am living a life of purpose and meaning. Yes! I'm getting loads of money from my friends and family. I'm an island and I work for money. Where are you at? Oh, that's good. I, I was working with 450 bankers in, um, in Asia. And I've got to say, I'm an island and I work for money was really big with them. Uh, but, we got a bit more of a balance there, so um, some people bang on purpose. I think in lockdown, a lot of people are getting a load of energy from family and friends. And actually, thank God we got them, because it makes such a difference. Um, it certainly makes a huge difference to me. I've never spent so much time with my family. Freaky times. Um, so, one last tip. Um, I love the energy thing, because if you get that right, then creativity just comes to you, and every day is easier. But, um, there's one particular time of day that really helps get your energy right. Um, and this is something really practical. It's when you wake up. It's the only time of day that you're in control. And uh, I didn't know this, but all my heroes and heroines have a morning routine. Um, they never talked about it, but they did. And I've been experimenting with them for about 18 months. And I have a morning routine I'm going to share with you. Because I think if you set up your energy at the start of the day, chances are it will go well. If you don't, it will fold. Now this will be in the PDF as well, so you'll get this information, but here's what you do. First thing is this, when you wake up, don't look at anything digital, okay? Because remember, your brain is pure when you wake up, so avoid phones, anything digital, and make sure you don't have a phone in to wake you up as an alarm clock. Buy an analog alarm clock, never have it in your bedroom, right? So don't look at anything digital, number one. Number two, drink a pint of water with some sea salt in it, because you are massively dehydrated when you wake up, and you need the electrolytes to take that on. Otherwise your brain will not function. So get that down. Third thing, do some exercise. Just get your heart rate up. Now today I had a full gym session for half an hour, um, but actually 40 lunges will do. Walking the dog will do. Anything that gets the blood pumping and the oxygen going into your brain, okay? That's the third thing. <clears throat> Fourth thing is the most important. Sit quietly, preferably outside for five or 10 minutes. And just get clear on what your intention for the day is. And what I would be looking for here is really trying to identify what is your big thing? What is the one thing that you need to achieve that day that when you've achieved it, you know the rest of the day is just gravy, as I would call it. It's just bonus, everything else is bonus. You know that you've got the right one because you're excited about it. And when you finish the day and you look back and you've achieved it, you are high-fiving yourself. And my advice is make that the first thing you do. Make that the first thing you do. Use your deep focus on that thing. And if it's creativity, even better. Because actually, in that golden window, when you first wake up, in that first hour and a half of the day, your creativity will be way better than later. So quite simply, avoid digital, 
rehydrate, get the oxygen pumping, and then get clear on your big thing. It, up at your Elvis, my business, um, we, we talk to each other about it. We'll go up to each other and go, what's your big thing for today? And if people don't know, my job is to coach them on it. And then at the end of the day, we can review it. The impact this is created on making sure people focus on what counts is massive, is massive. And of course, we're going to go on to autopilot, and of course, we're going to get distracted. But if you start in the right direction at the beginning of the day, chances are you might achieve it. So that's my, my final top tip. But my key encouragement would be, use this opportunity now to experiment, to play, to try things out, because actually we'll never have this moment again. Uh, yes, there's terrible things happening, but there's wonderful opportunities. And I believe if you get some practice around how you get your energy right, when you go back, you are gonna be so dangerous. You will never look back on this as a challenging situation. You'll see this as a transformational one. And I, I certainly think that I have learned so much in lockdown and I have had moments with my family I'll never ever have again. Um, so embrace it. So look, thank you um, for, uh, for playing with me today. If you have any questions, I've probably got a few minutes left. I'm gonna make sure you leave early because that is part of the deal of good energy. But if you've got any questions, bang them in now. While we wait to see if there are any questions, I have to say, I've learned so much. I've taken so many notes today. <laughs> and I might do a summary for the team, you know? And I know, by the way, someone that it's here in the call that would be, you made him very happy when you said that you only check your emails twice a day because that's um, something that he encourages us to do as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a useful thing to do. <laughs> cool. I'll start practicing it, I guess. Um, so, guys, use the Q&A or the chat to let us know your questions. Otherwise, we'll move on. And it's super cool if you don't have any. I did chuck a lot at you, so that's fine. <clears throat> yeah, you know what they've done? They've all got to drink a pint of water with sea salt in it. That's yeah, what happened. Probably. Probably. If, you, if anyone needs any more resource, um, check out our website. We've got loads on there. Um, my new book, Positive Diva, will be coming your way. Who knows when? Um, otherwise, embrace the opportunity is my top tip. And um, I hope that one day we'll play again in person. <laughs> Certainly. We also hope the same. Um, actually, one question just came in. <laughs> Interesting. So, so actually... Um, I would say it, the important thing is it's not cold. Um, so room temperature is perfect. Okay. I'll certainly try that tomorrow, I think. I think I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> cool. Okay, if we don't have any more questions, thank you so much for your time. It's been honestly really open. It opened my eyes. And I'll be sending the PDF, as you said. I already have it in my in my um, inbox. Uh, again, someone is asking, what time is the best time to wake up? <laughs> so maybe you want to answer that? It's a great question. So ideally, you should wake up without an alarm clock. Yeah, you should actually go through a natural rhythm and wake up. And if, if actually you'll find you're waking quite late, just leave the curtains open. Because actually the natural light means you have a more fulfilled sleep rhythm. Um, but we're all slightly different. We're all slightly different on when's the best time to wake up. I mean, I need more sleep than my wife. Um, so I tend to get to bed quite early to make sure that we kind of wake at the same time. 
Um, but you know, you, you've got to experiment with it. What well, one brilliant thing to do, which you can do in, in, in lockdown that you might not usually be able to do, is just find out what your natural rhythms are. So when I'm writing, I lock myself away somewhere with nobody else, and I don't use a clock. And I tend to find, I wake up at about 5.30 in the morning, I start writing at six. I finish by 12, I don't do any more, and I'm in bed by nine. That is my natural rhythm. If I, if I wasn't living with other people and not working with tech, that's what I do. So have an experiment and find out your sweet spot. Oh, by the way, um, just in the chat as we're, we're, we're wrapping up, I'd love to hear any feedback that you've got. Anything, uh, headlines on what was good, what could be even better, because I'm always learning. So yeah. if you just stick anything in the chat on how that was for you, I find that super useful. Yeah. In any case, we also have a survey that they all, um, you know, if they can answer, it's, it takes, it's three questions. And we always ask, you know, what they think about this session. So whatever the feedback is, I'll send it to you. Um, but, you know, also use the chat as he suggested. And let us know. It was amazing. Just filled a lot of pages. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> How many minutes to exercise in the morning is walking enough? It is. You just need to be able to get your heart rate up. So you, you want to get the, the, the oxygen flow through your blood into your brain. So, you know, if I'm really short of time, I'll do, you know, 40 press ups. And, and, you know, that takes. Less than a minute and it's fine. That's enough to get me going. Today I had a bit longer and I wanted to prep for this, so I had a proper gym session. But you know, whatever you can do just to get it going. And I, you know, I know some people who literally do a few stretches, a couple of lunges, and that is enough. So a little bit of walking, a little bit of pace just to get it moving, it's perfect. Okay. And someone in the chat also said, I really want a PDF. How are we going to receive them? Well, I can tell you, I'll be sending an email to everyone that has attended this session in, in like 30, 15 minutes top, so you will have it immediately. No worries about it. Cool. Okay. We're going to close now. So uh, thank you everyone for coming. As I said, there is a very short three question survey coming your way as soon as you close the window. So please let us know what you thought of this session and you know other topics that you might want to hear about. We're always looking forward to hearing uh, your feedback so we can continue you know, putting a virtual plan for you together so thank you so much thank you chris it's been amazing Pleasure. hopefully see you soon okay guys